Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are reading the book of Revelation. We are ready to read Revelation chapter 21. Last time we read chapter 20. Now at the end of chapter 20 basically was the judgment. And this was the second death, the lake of fire. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was hurled into the lake of fire. So that basically they would be eliminated. So after that, though, after the judgment, now we have chapter 21 and chapter 22, the last, the last chapters. And this tells us what's happening after the judgment. If you don't believe anything else is going to occur in the future, I would at least say to you that uh, chapters 20, 21, and 22 are definitely of the future uh, in Revelation because we know the judgment has not occurred. We know the dead have not been resurrected. We know those things have not occurred. So, so at least at, in this point, at this time, we are definitely talking about in the future. Now, if you believe everything is just symbolic, then then, then that's what you believe, and, and maybe none of this means a lot to you. I don't know how to translate this for you or what to tell you if you think it's just all symbolic. Um, but I believe, because the Bible says it, I believe that you know, we're going to see a new heaven and new earth. Okay, that's all it says here in Revelation chapter 21, and that's where we're going to start with verse 1, and I'm reading from the Amplified Bible. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, vanished, and there is no longer any sea. Now I want to make a note that Peter actually talks about the world being melted, everything being melted or burned away. So, you know, I, I just, just want to mention that if you go back and, and remember the, the uh, epistles of Peter when we read those. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, arrayed like a bride adorned for her husband. And then I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the tabernacle of God is among men, and he will live among them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will no longer be death, there will no longer be sorrow and anguish, or crying, or pain, for the former order of things has passed away. So everything, even in the New Testament, will be completed and be done at that point, at this point. This will be, you know, the completion of God's plan. He will, he will be with us as he, remember how he came, it, we're going to read that when we get to Genesis, but um, remember how he came and walked in the garden with Adam and Eve. I mean, that's, we're going to actually be with him uh, and he's going to be with us in a continual basis. So, And he who sits on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write, for these words are faithful and true. They are accurate, incorruptible, and trustworthy. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Now here again, I'm just going to side with God and what he's saying here. Behold, he's doing these things, write these words, for they are faithful and true. I don't think he would have instructed John to do so if this was not true and not accurate in some, in some way. Now, and I don't mean, I mean not in a symbolic way, but in a real way. Now, is it accurate in a way that we're getting all every tiny little detail? 
No. Would we understand it even if we had every tiny little detail? Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. But, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay with knowing that in general, what God is saying here, this is, this is what's going to happen. Well, as specific as it is, it's only, like I said, it's not super specific with all the details at this point. So, okay, so to the one who thirsts, I will give water from the fountain of the water of life without cost. He who overcomes the world by adhering faithfully to Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior will inherit these things, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. Now, this is a statement from the Lord God. There's no, uh, that's just the way it is. But as for the cowards and unbelieving and abominable who are devoid of character and personal integrity and practice or tolerate immorality and murderers and sorcerers with intoxicating drugs and idolaters and occultists who practice and teach false religions and all the liars who knowingly deceive and twist truth, their part will be in the lake that blazes with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. So, He's warning us ahead of time that these people who believe and practice these things are not, they're not going to get to heaven. Now, he's not talking about someone who believes in Jesus and maybe has some flaws and is still working and working that out and repenting and still trying to follow the Lord every day. Those people who are faithful, who get up every day and we, we try again. Maybe we messed up yesterday, but we're, we try again. We try every day. We get up. And you, you start to succeed after a while. You're not always just going to be trying. But, you know, he's talking about people who are knowingly doing these things, and they are, they are unrepentant, really. They are not turning to the Lord or turning to God. That was, if you read through all of Revelation, if you remember everything we've read the people who aren't going to be in heaven are the ones who are totally unrepentant and do not, you know, they have no interest in repenting or, or being right with God. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls filled with the seven final plagues came and spoke with me, saying, Come here, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. And he carried me away in the spirit to a vast and lofty mountain, and showed me the holy sanctified city of Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, having God's glory filled with his radiant light. The brilliance of it resembled a rare and very precious jewel like jasper, shining and clear as crystal. It had a massive and high wall with twelve large gates, and at the gates were stationed twelve angels, and on the gates the names of the twelve tribes of the sons of Israel were written. On the east side, there were three gates, on the north, three gates, on the south, three gates, and on the west, three gates. And the wall of the city had twelve foundation stones, and on them the twelve names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb, Christ. The one who was speaking with me had a gold measuring rod to measure the city and its gates and its wall. The city is laid out as a square, its length being the same as its width, and he measured the city with his rod, 12,000 stadia, about 1,400 miles. Its length and width and height are equal. So, it's going to be 1,400 by 1,400 by 1,400. So, 1,400 miles is really huge. Um, I cannot, I don't think I can fathom a city that big. But that's, that's what we're talking about. He measured its wall also, 
144 cubits, about 200 feet, according to man's measurements, which are also angelic measurements. The wall was built of jasper, and the city was pure gold. Now, I think when he measures the wall, it's like its thickness, and it's 200 feet thick. I'm not sure why we would need it, but I'm not trying to figure all of that out or if that is representative of something. Some of this could be representative of something. Okay, so I'm not totally sure on that, why we would need it to be like that, but that's what it is. The wall was built of jasper and the city was pure gold, transparent like clear crystal. The foundation stones of the wall of the city were adorned with every kind of precious stone. The first foundation stone was jasper, the second sapphire, the third chalcedony, the fourth emerald, the fifth sardonyx, the sixth sardius, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth chrysoprase, chrysoprase? Hmm, that's the best I'm going to be able to do. The eleventh is jacinth, the twelfth is amethyst. And the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Each separate gate was of one single pearl. And the street, Broadway, of the city was pure gold like transparent crystal. Now to me, I'm just going to say this sounds confusing. I, I, I don't understand. Pure gold but like transparent crystal. So I don't know, but that's what it says. So that's what we're going to go with. I saw no temple in it, for the Lord God Almighty, the Omnipotent, the ruler of all, and the Lamb are its temple. And the city has no need for, of the sun, nor of the moon, to give light to it. For the glory, splendor, radiance of God has illumined it, and the lamp, the lamb is its light, lamp and light. <laughs> I'm sorry, so the glory of God has illumined it, you know, has, has shone and brightened it and illuminated it, and the Lamb is its lamp and light. The nations, the redeemed people from the earth, will walk by its light, and the kings of earth will bring into it their glory. By day, for there will be no night there, its gates will never be closed in fear of evil, and they will bring the glory, splendor, majesty, and the honor of the nations into it, and nothing that defiles or profanes or is unwashed will ever enter it nor anyone who practices abominations, detestable, rem morally repugnant things, and lying, but only those will be admitted whose name have been written into the Lamb's Book of Life. And that is, that will be the holy city, and they call it the New Jerusalem, and I think this is the city that we think of as being the city of heaven. Uh, when we talk about its streets of gold and all of that, and now this may be a more symbolic representation of something so that we at least have some visual aid in thinking of it that we um, that helps us to think about it as being a place of wonder and and light and no darkness and no bad things all good so um, that could be somewhat symbolic it may turn out to be actually very literal I do not know but we will see when the time comes for right now, just knowing that there is going to be all of this, you know, a new heaven and a new earth and this, this city, and, and we're all going to be destined for that. That's a great thing. It's something to look forward to. It's an encouragement, and that's how we should look at these things. It's, a, it's an encouraging thing that there will be a new, a new earth and a, 
you know, all things will be new and there will be, you know, no darkness and no evil. So that is a wonderful thing to think about. All right. Thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. Uh, may God bless you and keep you safe. I know things are kind of crazy right now, but, uh, you know, I, I try to pray for my audience. Whether they're great or small doesn't matter. So uh, just always wish the best for you. And uh, remember, God loves you.